Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Your official station to talk jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Good morning. On the other side, January 5th, rolling right along in this new year. It's Thursday, everybody. Keith McPherson on the fan. I've said enough over the last hour now. It's on you. Call me up. 877-337-6666. And we can go through it. We can go over it. Whatever you guys want to talk about. I have set the table. Sit down and join me. And go for what you like. Let's go to Mike in Kings Park first up on the fan. Hey, Keith, how you doing? I'm good. What's up, Mike? Hey, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you. Like, I, with Roger Goodell and the NFL, I think a lot of stuff they did is um, shady, to say the least, especially with the CTE stuff and, and things like that of this nature. Um, but, I mean, I know everyone's very upset and emotional what happened in, in you know, Buffalo and Hamlet and everything, but I mean, I just think this is a freak incident, and I hope everything works out and they do the right thing and take care of this guy and his family. Um, you know, God forbid he doesn't recover where everyone's hoping to, but uh, I don't know. I, I mean, this is a game that obviously has to assume risk, and a lot of these players, I mean, they are rewarded pretty handsomely for playing a game. Um, and I think a lot of these players understand that risk when they're putting on the pads and getting out there. And I understand that maybe there should be some more guaranteed money, but I put that blame on the NFL players union. I always thought they had the weakest players union in all major sports. The NFL is king when it owns the TV ratings and the TV contract and all that money. I just always thought their players uh, union was weak. I don't know what your take is on that. Uh, I, I think that might be true. And, um, you know, I feel a lot of different ways. And one thing I don't want to do tonight is add on to the people that are trying to point fingers or place blame. Because like you said, I do believe that this was a freak accident. I called it an act of God. Not all acts of God are positive. Uh, it was an act of God. There's no other way to explain how a routine uh, play like that can result in someone's heart stopping and, uh, you know, a situation like this. But I think the focus, and thanks for the call, Mike, The th- I think the focus of what I was saying tonight, right, I've done three shows now talking about DeMar Hamlin. This is my third one, folks. What I came in with tonight from G. Bush, who we're going to work on getting on my show tomorrow, was just another layer that people aren't really talking about. And the reality of all of this, as you see NFL teams put up pray for DeMar, and as you see different players and NFL teams chipping into his GoFundMe. All of that is great. Prayer is needed. It is it is necessary. But, like, it all comes back to this league and this organization. And I think what G. Bush was trying to do was challenge the NFL and not clap for the NFL or celebrate the NFL for saving this man's life. He's Like he said, that's the least you should do is have – the medical team on staff in case of an emergency. Now let's see what they do following this. Because like I said, this is day three, technically day four now that it's Thursday. Hasn't been, you know, uh, that long. 
But here we are, right? And I think I said in my first night, you know, I thought that they might try and play this game Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because the NFL is cold like that. They don't care. They're about their business. Nobody's bigger than the shield. So let's see what they do for this young man and his family. Let's see what they do moving forward to change some things so that players are protected and not even just protected, right? Because when you say that, people think like, oh, what can they do to change the shoulder pads, the helmets? They've been doing that. But I'm talking about the guaranteed money in these contracts so that when these guys step into the field of battle, putting their lives on the line, if if one play can end their whole career, they got to be covered. This guy has not made enough money to live the rest of his life, especially if the rest of his life is going to involve intensive care. You know, this is just the evolution of the story. At first, it was very, pray for DeMar. We don't know. We don't know. And as we're finding out more and as you sleep on it and you wake up the next day and more people are combing through everything and you got Dan Orlovsky praying on NFL Live and You've got all these different takes and thoughts and some people attacking the NFL, some people building up the NFL. I felt like his stance was much needed and I felt like I had to play it and I'd love to have him come on uh, later tonight. I'm on 7 to 12. Hopefully he'll give me, you know, 15 minutes. Maybe not. Maybe he just wanted to kick his uh, monologue on his show. Either way, I used it here, but I'd like to have the man explain the rest of it, you know, and speak more to it. He 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 gave some background on, you know, himself and what he's done. And I just thought it was uh very well said and and also needed, right? We we all eat up the NFL. We love the NFL. The NFL is king. I love it too. I grew up playing football, wanting to be in the NFL. But at the end of the day, folks, it's a crooked business. Like you heard him say, he's a, it's like a crime organization. The way that they use these players the way that these players come in and the average NFL career is three to four years. NFL, not for long. We've had players kill themselves. We've had players kill family members. We've had players just leave the league, go broke, and it's like, all right, sayonara, see you, never. On to the next. You'll be replaced. And uh, the NFL is a fraternity. It's a brotherhood amongst men. But uh, once you're out, you're out. And you've heard him. You heard him talk about the pension. I don't have to read. You know, go through everything uh, that he said. But I did want to send a shout out to the New Jersey Devils. Come on, five goals scored against the Red Wings to get a win, five-one tonight. Got to shout out the Devils when they do well. Got to shout out the Devils when they get a win. And uh, I don't think the Rangers or Islanders were on. Rangers and Islanders got big wins yesterday. A lot of goals scored. Uh, Islanders scored six goals. Rangers four goals. Devils five goals. All right. Putting the puck in the net. I'll take that. And uh, moving on. Let's see who else we have on the line. I got to get to some people that have been waiting for a while. Let's go to Josh in the Bronx. What's up, Josh? Thanks for waiting. No problem, Keith. It's just like I I was blown away the last hour just listening to you and, and, you know, that guy. Oh, you got to get him on. You know, you know. I, I can't talk about the nuts. This subject really has me, you know, thinking and praying and everything. Um, maybe tomorrow night, but it's just that, you know, if you can get this D guy on, that would be great. I'd love to hear him on your show. Thank you, Keith. I'll, I'll be listening, man, to everything that you got to say the rest of the, tonight. Thank you for taking my call, Keith. I just wanted to weigh in on that. Thank Thanks you. for checking in. Appreciate right. you, Josh. I mean, Josh wanted to talk about the Nets, but I set the table for an hour with a bunch of different sports topics. And obviously, this whole week, there's been one thing on the front of everyone's mind. And uh, like I said, you know, you can feel however you want about it. But like, I, I, I really think the NFL is so bogus, but there's nothing we could do about it. Right. Don't don't make me start going backwards right through the chapters of the NFL. Like these guys shun Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee. Then fast forward to 2020, and they're all oh, Players Alliance and uh, United and End Racism and Black Lives Matter. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> like, it's so bogus. The NFL is so bogus. But we love it, man. We play fantasy football. We put our parlays together. We uh, go to games. We tailgate. We buy jerseys. 
We cannot wait for the playoffs. And look, like I said earlier in this week, like they're not. People are like, oh, they, they're probably not going to play these games this week. Did you really think that this NFL? Did you really think that the NFL was not going to play week 18? They might not play that Bills Bengals game, which is also still on the table to be played. And I'd say it's probably 55% that they try to play that game versus not. I think, you know, I played the clip from um, Zach Taylor talking about Sean McDermott. I think the way that that game doesn't get played is if the, uh, you know, Bills and Bengals are over it, right? They don't want to return to the field against each other, whatever. But the NFL is about the, the shield, the brand, the money, the business. They're a money machine. Not one person is bigger than the shield. And, you know, I feel terrible about the whole story uh, with DeMar Hamlin and the situation he's in. But I heard a caller today on Carton and Roberts say, you know, in your job in business, if if you die, they will replace you, right? DeMar Hamlin is still alive. He didn't pass. But uh, I'm very interested to see how the NFL handles this moving forward. It's going to be a huge story. You know, we pray that this young man can make a full recovery. We pray that he'll be able to speak and walk and talk and eat and live a normal life. We just don't know yet. Uh, but this is going to be something that stays with the NFL for a long time moving forward. And we'll see what they do to change things with some of these contracts and safety and whatever. Uh, I'm not saying they did a bad job. But I do like how G. Bush said, like, I'm not commending them for doing what they're supposed to do. Roger Goodell in this league who's done wrong forever. Like, there's so many bogus things. I think one night I was on here talking about Reuben Foster. If you remember back in, like, 2017 or 2018, Reuben Foster got arrested for domestic violence. The 49ers dropped him and the Redskins picked him up off of waivers in, like, a couple days. What's going on? <laughs> that guy should be out of the league. No one should touch him. But the NFL is bogus if you really pay attention. I used to have a rap about how bogus the NFL was for my NFL podcast years ago. I, I don't remember it, but I've been on this for a while. And when I find people that can articulate it better than me, I always want to add them to a podcast, add them to a radio show, and let them speak. Because there's a lot of people fooled, right? There's a lot of people that just see NFL... Dun, 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 dun. You know, football, and it's not it's not just football, right? It's uh it's a lot more than that. There's a lot that that goes on. But keeping the line moving, you know, not gonna waste time talking about the bogus NFL and Dan Snyder's bogus activity with the Washington Commanders. Let's talk about that whole chapter or Jerry Jones or <laughs> Al Davis and the Raiders. There's just so many stories. We forget them. That's why I say uh also the NFL is bulletproof. There's no there's no story. Brian Flores, there's no story. There's nothing that can stop the NFL and stop us from tuning in on Sundays and like literally living our lives through these 32 NFL teams and the players and the owners and everything else. All right, let's switch uh, a little bit here and uh, go to John on Staten Island next up on the fan. What's up, John? What's going on, Keith? Thank you for the, uh, taking the call. Um. You are right. You hit the nail on the head uh, a little earlier when you said you and Evan are the only two Mets people we can actually speak to as far as, like, even talking about the team, even, you know, remotely, positively. Facts. Um, they've been playing really well lately. I think that has all to do with Kyrie's play. Kyrie has been on point since this whole little, uh, you know, the thing with the, the media and stuff like that he had going on. Mm -hmm. He's been lights out, and I think that's kind of key, the team together. They kind of rally behind him quote-unquote, um, and they've been playing really well together. I kind of want to go back a little bit because, again, never get to talk about the Nets, but how much better would the team be if we didn't trade Jared Allen and and, and go get um, James Harden? Like, I, I Bruh, think about I, it, I I'm mean, like, you, you, you've, I, I had a whole uh, thing about this on Talking Nets podcast. I don't know if you listen to my Nets podcast, but that's when I really can sit down and talk about the Nets for an hour, 45 minutes straight. I said I wish we never did that. Like, you know, I in this agree. KD Kyrie era, it took this long to get to uh, a team that's, you know, winning and playing good basketball and sharing the ball and dominating and just went on a 12-game win streak. But we got greedy, right? You get KD yep. and Kyrie, which I thought was enough. I thought we had young talent, right? The Nets had went to the playoffs the year before. Gentlemen sweep by the Sixers, but whatever. Like, you add KD and Kyrie to Karis LeVert. Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, uh, they had some guys, but then we got greedy 
and there was an opportunity to go for the big splash and bring James Harden here. And at first, James Harden was great. They were talking about James Harden as an MVP candidate. We knew he wasn't going to win. Jokic was going to win. But then, you know, he's a diva. He he missed the freedom of being able to go to the club and hang out and take private jets and not fly with the team. And Daryl Morey enabled him to do that. So he forced his way out of Brooklyn, and it damaged the team. But Sean Marks was able to recover, right? Uh, that trade that he made for Harden and uh, – you know, getting back Ben Simmons, which Ben is, you know, like rough night for Ben. Ben is not all-star Ben. I, I like the way Ben's played this year. He's been very defensive focused. Very, he's rebounding. I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. He, you know, he's a My guy co- that didn't play for 400 days, and he's had some good moments. And he's Ben Simmons. Like I, I'm not expecting him to shoot the ball. I'm not I, expecting him to always have the best handle, and I'm not expecting him to have his timing and his control all the way down in his first season back. Uh, we hope that he's ready by the playoffs. But what I'm saying is, you know, you had to take on a Ben Simmons. And I didn't want that. I didn't want that. I didn't want that problem. I didn't want that headache. But he's he's fit in with this team. This roster is the best roster they've had in Brooklyn. And you just, you wonder what would have happened, like, if they didn't make that move for Harden. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they don't, you know, you you, you it's a butterfly effect. I, you, you can't go backwards. But I'm with you. I had this whole thing because I'm like, geez, we can't geez, get carries. Like, just uh, as good as they're playing lately, I just keep going back to it, man. Like, if we would have kept those players, our team would be rolling even more than they are right now. But my last question to you is because I know the team's not finished. And you were talking about people not having a good day. Joe Harris is a bum. Yeah. He is a bum. <laughs> he is a albatross. Yeah. The day we signed him to that contract. With yeah. a terrible, terrible day. I didn't want him. I, I thought we should have let him walk. I thought we were going to keep anybody. It should have been Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. He's the last of the OGs. He's the last of the OGs. They pick, overpaid we him. We need to he, pick up somebody. Who do you think we're picking up? Because we need somebody to pick up that slack that Joe Harris is. Uh, I mean, once in a while he comes through, but honestly, I, I'm not relying on him anymore. Two things. No, no, three things. Going back to Harden, I really also think that not being able to rely on Kyrie was also a driver for getting Harden, right? Because Kyrie was taking leaves and he had it written in his contract that, hey, if it's my family, you know, celebrating a birthday, I'm out. If I'm not feeling right about something going on in this country, I'm out. So they got Harden as another star, especially with KD's injury history. So it kind of, you know, forced Sean Marks to do that, whatever. Ben Simmons or um, Joe Harris, you know, he came back. He looked all right against the Spurs, but, like, they won all these games without him. Uh <laughs> And he's just not what he was supposed to be. I've spoken about his shooting percentage was right up there with Steph Curry. Like they look to him as a, as Joey Buckets. And if you know if you're a Nets fan and you've been watching the team before the KD Kyrie era, you can tell this isn't the same Joe Harris that we used to have. I used to call him Broadway Joe. I know the Jets fans went like that, uh, and some Nets Jets fans didn't. They're like he's not good enough for that title, but he. He was Broadway. At the end of games, he was Joey Fundamental. He was Joey, Joey Closeout. Like, he was closing games. If you remember, he used to get in his bag and do more than shooting. He would he would go to the lane. He, he would have a layup package. Now he's just, like, trying to give the ball up, and his shot isn't there. So, I don't know. They got to look to trade him. I don't know who they're going to get. The rumors I never really roll with, from John Collins to Jacopoto. So, now they're talking about uh, Christian Wood. Uh, in Marks We Trust. I'm wearing my In Marks We Trust shirt since I saw Evan rocking his today. And I just expect Sean Marks to go and prove this team by the deadline and not winning 15, 16 in a row probably helps that, right? Um, I think is, I think this, this reality... Is there someone that you kind of te- wish for? Say that again? Is there someone that you kind of hope for? Like, is there, like, someone that you kind of think, like, this would be the perfect fit, kind of? Someone that... So, so when Ben Simmons and Claxton are on the floor together, that's tough. I mean, they you know, they play off each other all right, but... Yo, neither one of them can shoot. Somebody that can play with Ben or Clax, another big that can shoot, maybe. And I don't know who that is. I really don't. I really don't know who that is. I watched Robin the league. Lopez. <laughs> Stop that. Brooke Lopez, excuse me. Brooke Lopez. I would love Brooke to come back. Brooklyn Brooke. I would love Brooke Lopez to have a, a reunion here. And then you also weaken the Bucks, but I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. He's up there that's in age, happen, and, but uh, that's another guy that I wish we never got rid of. Too. He was of a course. good. He was a good net. He was everything for us for a long time. But yeah, the Nets will be all right. You, you're not gonna win every game. Not in this NBA. The Bulls play better against better competition. They play up to their competition, and they got one tonight. Big facts, yo, Keith. Thank you for the phone call, and I'll, I'll check in with you soon. Thanks for the call, John.
Yeah, I mean, when you you know when you look back on this tenure, right? This is year ten that the Brooklyn Nets have been in Brooklyn. And um, something I wanted to note too, I was looking at the tickets because like I don't I don't really buy tickets anymore, not flexing, but I'm in the media now, so I I figured that out like pretty late. But like if you're media, you can get credentialed and just go in through the media entrance and not have to play the ticket game or buy tickets or ask for tickets. But I looked at the tickets today because I am about to go back. And just in this next month, right, the Nets host the Celtics, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Detroit Pistons, the New York Knicks, and the Los Angeles Lakers between January 12th and January 30th. Those five games. The cheapest game right now is the Detroit Pistons game. Of course, it's the Pistons. Like They're not running to go see Killian Hayes or... Sadiq Bay like that, $32 to get in. And that's going to rise up. That's a Thursday night game. That price is going to rise up. The Oklahoma City Thunder game, they're not really checking for Josh Giddy and Trey Mann and, and Lou Dort like that. $47, cheapest price to get in. Those are the cheapest prices of the month. There were times where you could get in a Barclays Center, you could stand outside before tip-off and buy a ticket for $15 to a game like that. Now the the... All the way up. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. I, I can never sit all the way up in, in Barclays Center again, but I used to all the time. The the all the way up seats are going to cost you $50 for a game against a scrub NBA team because there's stars here. KD, Kyrie, add Ben Simmons as a star, you know. It took 10 years, but the Nets built a fan base that shows up to their arena in Brooklyn. The place is sold out all the time. And for the marquee games against franchises like the Boston Celtics, the New York Knicks, and the Los Angeles Lakers, you're not getting in there for less than $110 right now. And imagine putting up $120 to sit at the all-the-way tippy-top. It's like the all-the-way tippy-top in Barclays Center. It's like if you're afraid of heights, you can't sit up there. It feels like you could fall and, and fall all the way down to the court. It's steep. But it is what it is. Um, Nets, Nets, the Nets are—they're are, going to win games. They're going to keep building this thing. They're going to be one of the top teams in the NBA. They lost tonight, but they just ripped off the longest streak in this NBA this season. And the fans are behind them, and they kind of righted the ship from all the nonsense. They—they they got Steve Nash out of here. Jacques Vaughn is doing his thing. He just got Coach of the Month for December. They didn't lose since December fourth. So all is well in our world, Nets world, Nets fans. It's going to be just fine. It's going to be all right. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to the next coming games. Like, they should beat the Pelicans. Pelicans are tough, but they're not going to have Zion. And then you get the hated Boston Celtics. And I love that rivalry. I love that matchup. That's the next game I plan on going to at Barclays Center. So I'll see you there. My guy, Ross in Bergen County, back on the fan. Hey, Keith, what's going on, man? Not much. In here watching the uh, Lakers heat right now and – you know, talking sports. And there you go. Uh, uh, just wanted to let you know uh, while I was on hold, I noticed uh, Jack Curry's account has been fully restored. <laughs> Bro, what that was that? Yes, I don't know. <laughs> I, I felt like I had to tell you because I know your show was uh, wrapping up. I figured I'd tell you, you know, maybe you could, you know, bring it to the attention of, you know, announce it on the radio because, you know, listen, I don't condone the hacking, but if you're going to do it, you know, at least go out with a bang, man. They were, you know, and you know, can, can you imagine how confused people who had his notifications must have been when they saw what he was, what the, what the hackers were saying? I mean, if you're going to do it, at least make it funny. That was the you worst, I mean? that was the worst hack job on a notable account like that. Yeah. Like a credible, one, a credible source in the Yankees the world, in the baseball world. You get into his account and you don't even know what to do with it. I saw, yeah, uh, there was. I saw they just like they were putting up pictures and videos of them. I, I I tried to report it, but I didn't even go. I never you know sent a report on one uh, of those Twitter. crypto accounts. No, there was one worse one. Uh, it was either during the lockout or just as it was wrapping up. It's one of those uh, NFT crypto, you know, those skull the dot eth whatever one of those. Yeah, hack Jeff Passan. Yeah, and, I remember. You know, that. you ha at that point you have all the power in the baseball world, and they were just tweeting out their little cartoon skulls. And they went private. It was like, you know what, if you're going to put all that effort in, at least, you know, make it funny. But I, People I are corny, so. bro. Those those kids sucked. I, I was, like, writing <laughs> up the report. I'm like, Jack Curry has been hacked by teenagers that don't even know what to do now that they've hacked his account. Yeah, Please send help. It's a bunch of nonsense. <laughs>
But anyway, what you I got, bro? I hope Jack. Let me see. Did Jack get that fixed? Because I saw somebody like DM'd yeah, he's him. Got the picture up and everything. And he was like, "I'm working on it." Okay, yeah. So he's got his picture back up, and they cleaned that nonsense off his his account. Uh, you, you you say it all the time. Twitter's a cesspool. Look what they did to the poor guy. He's like you say, he's probably sleeping. He wakes up. He's got all this garbage. I knew he was sleeping. That's why before I signed off, I'm like, if anyone listening has Jack's number, and when I see Jack at Yankee Stadium, I'll exchange numbers with him. I should have this year. Well, like if anyone can call Jack and wake him up and let him know that these kids are playing with his name, like please do that. Oh, it's too funny, man. Anyway, I just wanted to get to some uh, football, you know. Two, uh, two teams in our backyard here going two separate ways, you know. You know, the whole talk of the town's been you look on paper and undoubtedly the Jets are the better team on paper, right? You know, besides probably just talent, running yeah. back. And even the Jets had a, a Brees Hall for the first half of the year. He looked like the next star in the making of running back. Yep. And you know what? It's just That just goes to show how good of a – and I don't even think it's up for debate, Dable's coach of the year. They are not even close to a playoff spot without him at the, at the helm. Even uh, Kafka and uh, Wink should get some uh, – a lot of the credit too, you know. They, I don't think they are even close to where they are right now. If it's not for for Dable and the entire coaching staff, we're probably talking about, you know, assuming they don't, you know, they bring in Joe Judge for a third year and then Daniel Jones doesn't break out like this. We're probably talking about whether they're deciding on taking C.J. Stroud or uh, Bryce Young. Yeah, we could be a, having a completely different debate. That's an alternate realm in the multiverse. If that happened, I knew that they couldn't have let that happen. That literally would have been the Mares would never have lived that down. We we would be killing them right now on the fan if they went through another year with Joe Judge and then they had to move on from Daniel Jones. Saquon wouldn't have had as big of a year either. Oh uh, yeah, there would be no signs of hope. Even uh, you know, look at the players. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins. You know, I still don't think he's the number one target in this league, but. You know, when he had to step up and take on that role, he, you know what? And they went like, and got him. They went and got him off a of practice yeah. squad. They knew. Maybe That's Intel. Practice squad. That's yeah, Intel. Yeah, they bought off that, like the Jets with the Niners, you know, buying off that Niners regime. You know, the Giants just followed into what the Bills had going, you know, bringing in Shane Dable, even plunking some players off their practice squads, you know, like their, you know, damaged goods. And look, they, they scrapped together a 6 C team, and, you know, as coming from me, you know, I'm a Viking fan. Obviously, Gio, you know, being a Debbie Downer on the morning, you know, I think it's fully warranted. I think, <laughs> you know, it's it's not even close. It's a higher chance you have of advancing against if you play many than you do against San Fran. With San Fran having Mr. Irrelevant under center, you got a better shot against Kirk Cousins, JJ, all of them, because of how up and down that team is. It is unbelievable. I love it, though. I think, I think this kid has a chance to be – the story of, of the year. I think Brock Purdy is unflappable. He's, I think he was a four-year starter at Iowa State, played with Brees Hall. And uh, I think this kid just knows, right? He's been he's been with them since preseason. He's been in film. He's, he's been in practice. He knows that he's got Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Man, if I, I don't know if Debo is going to be able to come back. But, like, uh, man, imagine if he had Debo for this run. Like... Just well, distribute the pill. That's all quarterbacking is. Distribute well, I, the ball. I saw Dove Kleeman, I think is how you pronounce it. He put out a tweet before, you know, Brock Purdy became what he is now. You know, if you're the Niners and you could bring back one guy off the IR, you bring him back Jimmy G or Debo. And for 31 other teams, you're probably saying, regardless of who's more talented, you want the QB back. But San Francisco. Defense is so shut down, you know. All the, like, You're bringing back Debo. He's two players. He's a Without receiver a running back. <laughs> you, you could have Mr. Relvin under center and get away with it. You know, they're probably most likely going to be the two seeds. I mean, barring a collapse against Arizona and, you know, Minnesota scraping together a last-second 70-yard field goal in Chicago, you know, they're most likely going to be the two seeds. And it's unbelievable what they got going up there. But if, if you know, the G-men match up with Minnesota – it is as close to a 50-50 matchup with a three-versus-six seed as you're going to get. This Vikings O-line, I mean, you might as well just throw Kirk out there with nobody. Just just have a bunch of D-linemen line up in front of them. They got nobody. They they just uh, shut down Brian O'Neill for the season. They had that third-string center. You know, Gio was talking about it. They're holding on to the ball for Gio. Never snap it. And you know what? They're calling, like, three delay games. Or, what? You, know, you know what I mean? I mean, that O-line is... They're fraudulent. You know, they had... Um, uh, I've said the Vikings are fraudulent, the Cowboys are fraudulent. If some wacky thing happens that they come out of the NFC, I'll be really surprised. Thanks for the call, Ross. Now you got me fired up to talk about some other NFL stuff, but we've got to take a break here. 
Call me up, 877-337-6666. More of your calls right after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. I'm wide awake. I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew. I had me an energy drink. I had a, a Celsius. Those are the best energy drinks. It's a free promo for them. They should sponsor me as much as I'm ordering cases of Celsius. I need to speak that into existence for 2023. I need a Celsius sponsor and a Smart Water sponsor. Celsius orange, but they just came out with like a Sprite one, like a lemon lime one. Not the regular lime one. The lime one's not it. I just drink the orange one. But it's the best energy drink. It's good for before the gym, and it's good before the game. Like, before the Nets started playing tonight, I hit an energy drink because I got to be up till 2, really 2.30 because I got to drive home. But, like, right now I'm wired. So that means I'm up till, like, 4, 4.30, which is cool because there's 12 NBA games on. So that means I got a date with League Pass later tonight. Nets lost, but let me take a look around the rest of the league. 12 games on. The Knicks won, and I watched enough of that to know what went down in that game. Giannis, Giannis is uh, trying to get right, trying to get back. Jalen Brunson, I think, led all scorers tonight in the NBA with 38, but Giannis wasn't far behind with 30. Final in OT up north across the border, 104-101. The Bucks beat the Raptors after taking a couple L's. Well, their games were decent tonight. I mean, there were a lot of games on, but not a lot of great matchups. I think I would like to see what happened with the Suns and the Cavs. That game was close. I don't know if Book was back. Let me check the box score. I think Book been out or will be out. Um, Nope, Booker was not back. So why was that game so close? They're probably still coming off the Donovan Mitchell 71 points. Maybe there's some load managing, resting guys. Uh, Two overtime games tonight. So I'll probably go home and check. What happened in overtime with the Bucks and the Raptors, and then also with the Pacers and the 76ers. Everybody, clap your hands. Philadelphia. I hate that song that they play after the Sixers win. Uh, what else happened in the NBA tonight? It's pretty much it. Grizzlies roll the Hornets. The Hornets are trash. They have 10 wins. Uh, OKC. 
versus the Magic. That is a garbage game of two young teams that are going to be looking for win by Yama. They're trying to win the win by Yama sweepstakes. And then the Hawks. The Hawks beat the Kings. I told y'all the Kings cooled off a little bit. Early in the season, they were like, look at the Kings. Look at the Jazz. I'm like, You guys get excited over 15 games. And the NBA doesn't mean anything. Now is the time to lock into the NBA. Now you're going to start to see who is who and what is what over the course of the next three months. And then uh, we'll get to the playoffs, the playing and the playoffs. Speaking of playoffs, we are this close to the NFL playoffs. And I have to remind you folks that all bets are off in the playoffs. Every single year, we think we know and we don't know. Nobody had Bengals Rams in their Super Bowl. Not one person. No one. So when I hear people say that the Giants can't win a Super Bowl, and I'm a Cowboys fan, so listen to me. Like, I'm not... I'm not on some, like, oh, trying to... When I hear people say the Giants can't win a Super Bowl, I laugh. Why not? Especially in this NFC. We don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to come back and be the same Jalen Hurts from the first half of the season. He could take one hit and not be able to throw. He suffered a shoulder injury. Brock Purdy has been great, but he's also a rookie. And uh, Brock Purdy may... Be human. Oh, I'm watching. Draymond got into it with Isaiah Stewart. <laughs> I know which game I'm going to check out. The Pistons and the uh, Warriors. <laughs> so uh, Isaiah Stewart is the guy that, like, he got, I forget who he's playing against last year, but he went nuts, and they had to hold him back. He looked like a running back. Forget who he's mad at for the Pistons. He trademarked the name Beef Stew. He's always looking for beef. Then you got Draymond. Obviously, we know Draymond thinks he's the toughest guy on the floor. He's the enforcer every night. He punched his own teammate in the face. Those two guys just got into it a little bit, but I don't think Draymond really wanted to smoke with him because Beef Stew pulled him in close, and Draymond kind of looked the other way. Uh, that That's out at the Chase Center. Clay looked like he was heating up. Let me check that box score. Let me check that box score. That's the game I missed. When I'm talking about the games, how did I overlook the Pistons at 11-30 and 30 going to beat the Warriors at home? The Warriors are not the same without Steph, obviously. <laughs> and they cut to Steph at the end of the highlight. <laughs> Took a L. But anyway, back to uh, the NFL and the Giants and the playoffs. I can't wait for the playoffs, man. <clears throat> if anyone tells you the Giants don't have a shot, they're incorrect. In the playoffs, coaching matters. I mean, it matters every week, but... It's week to week, and it's all about schemes and game plans and matchups. And I think they're going to end up facing the Minnesota Vikings in round one. And I watched that game as I was kicking back with eggnog and cookies and some whiskey and some holiday festivity stuff that first afternoon of Christmas Eve. And, you know, I watched the game, but I didn't watch it that close. I got to run that game back. But I just I was watching that game, and I'm like, oh, the Giants are right there with them. The Giants can beat them. They can beat them, and I would want them. I would want to run it back with them. The Giants lost on a last-second field goal, and it was a long field goal, and I think they can beat the Vikings. And, okay, you look at the rest of the field. You've heard me say I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, and what have I said about the Dallas Cowboys? They're frauds. They're fraudulent. They've been fraudulent the whole season. Dak Prescott's good for two picks a game. One will be on him. One won't be on him. Whatever. I think the Giants can make some noise if they survive that first round. Uh, I already mentioned Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts. Who else is in it? Kirk Cousins, fraudulent. Mentioned them. Oh, and if it's if it's Green Bay and it's Aaron Rodgers, I'm not that afraid of them. And I understand that you know their two headed monster in the backfield has come alive. Their receivers have started to click with Rodgers some, and their defense has been better. But they've taken some bad losses this year. And who knows? Maybe maybe they don't get in. Um, but Giants fans, believe in your team. Your team, you have seen go into the playoffs 9-7 and seven and win the Super Bowl. And I know it's a completely different era, different quarterback, different players, but, uh, man, there's something in the air. And with this De- DeMar Hamlin stuff, I think this is going to be uh, an interesting Week 18 in playoffs. All these teams are going to be honoring him, keeping him in prayer and in their thoughts and in the front of their minds. You never know what can happen in the playoffs. All bets are off. My guy, young Josh, out in Passaic, young Jedi, on the fan, late night, late night, no bedtime. Thank you, Thaydoom. 
I'm good, man. You're you're wired. You you hopped up on Mountain Dew like me. Oh no, Josh again. Your phone snack snap crackle and pop. Again? Yeah, I don't know. Last night when you called, uh, we had that issue. You got to call back, my boy. Sorry about it. Can't do that to the listeners that you know are listening with their earbuds in late at night on the app on the phone. You hear that? It's like ah, I was just falling asleep. <laughs> Call me back, Josh. Josh wanted to talk about the Giants and DeMar Hamlin. And uh, I want to talk about the NFL, too. You know, I was talking about how bogus the NFL is. And uh, if you listened to my show earlier, I played G. Bush, talk about guaranteed money and how, you know, more NFL players should have contracts with guaranteed money so that they're good and that they can take care of their families in case of a tragic incident like we saw with DeMar Hamlin. Well, he doesn't have any guaranteed money, and he hasn't made that much money in his career. He was a later-round draft pick, and um, when you think about guaranteed money and you also think about my line of thought saying how bogus the NFL is, who has the uh, largest guaranteed contract in the NFL? Who has the most guaranteed money in the NFL? Anybody? Anybody in the back? No? Okay, I got you. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Come on. How bogus is that? Deshaun Watson has a $230 million contract. Deshaun Watson is the masseuse madman. This guy brought so much shame onto himself, his family, the Houston Texans, the whole NFL, and then the bogus Cleveland Browns said, that's our guy. (laughs) We'll, We'll draft up the largest NFL contract ever. And we just all said, okay. What? This is a guy that I felt like should have been suspended for the whole year. This is a guy that I didn't want to see back in the NFL. I just felt like it was wrong, right? And the NFL always talks about equality and all of these things and trying to get women in sports and involved in the game. And, you know, what about the women that this man put into a very awkward position? What about the women that this man has scarred? Not all of them. Some of them are definitely uh, cool with it and we're looking for a check. But I think there were... 23 cases so out of 23 maybe five to ten of them were legit cases of women that were just trying to do their jobs and got put into a situation with the masseuse madman he was going in and when we're talking about guaranteed money in the nfl a good guy like demar hamlin he doesn't have guaranteed money and we don't know what his future is going to be and everything i've heard about people that know him say he's a good guy there's a clip circulating he was just interviewed and he's talking about god he's a god body individual and he's talking about getting a chance to play in the nfl and how he doesn't take it for granted and how he says a prayer with the dbs and how he he held his his i'm not sure maybe it was Tredarius white or, or one of them he held his his fellow dbs hand a little tighter last time they prayed because he just wanted to cherish the moment and someone like that right now is laid up fighting for their life and uh you know, hasn't made that much money in the NFL, doesn't have any guaranteed money coming. But a guy like Deshaun Watson, who had already signed a big um, contract with the Texans and then went and, uh, you know, put some women in a tough spot, uh, basically harassing, victimizing, assaulting these women, he gets a guaranteed contract in the NFL, the largest contract in the NFL. The NFL is bogus. As long as you hear me, you're going to hear me say that. The NFL is bogey. All right, now we've got some calls, and uh, I think young Josh might be on the way back. Let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Yoshir out in Lakewood on the fan. What's up, man? What's going on, Keith? You know, I'm in here watching Scott Van Pelt. My guy, Coley Harvey, is on the broadcast. He's still out there in front of the uh, hospital at UC, and obviously everyone's still talking about this DeMar Hamlin situation. Right, right. I actually want to talk about the Giants. First point, they should bench. I mean, not bench, but not start Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. There's no reason for it because they're, like, not injury-prone, but injury-prone. So just that, that's the first. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm with you. I So I, I look at it two ways, right? I think you can put on a front, though. I think you can start them and then take them out of the game. I think if you – go into the game and, and the whole team knows that you're starting running back and quarterback aren't playing, then who really wants to play? Then it is actually a meaningless game. The Eagles will probably win the game regardless. They blew the Giants out. 
so it doesn't really matter. But like, I I like the school of thought of hey, go out there and, and at least get a couple series in, right? You're like, we're trying to gear up for the the playoffs, yes, but we're not good enough to rest. We're not good enough to sit guys out. We we haven't locked up a seed or or, or a one seed. Yeah. But the momentum's just gonna go the other way because they're gonna start and then they're gonna get blown off the field and then that you won't. don't know that though. You don't know that they put up ten points last week against the Saints. Granted, it was Gardner Minshew. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been on the bench. I don't know. They may they may not even chance it, and I would understand them not putting Jones and Barkley and some other key guys out there. But I also would right. understand them saying, hey, let's see how this game starts. And if the first yeah. half goes our way, let's try and knock these guys off, get another win on our record, and roll into the playoffs. I hear that. And the second thing, I think that they will win the Minnesota. I mean, they just lost, and that was with a banged-up defense, so... Yeah, and let me add this because I didn't uh, when I was talking to Ross, I, I I had this thought, but I didn't get it out because we had to go to break. The Green Bay Packers just put out the blueprint, bl- uh, blueprint. I can't talk for how to stop Justin Jefferson. They held this guy to one catch in like 15 yards. That film is fresh, and I know it's week to week, but I guarantee you, the Vikings Giants matchup, they're going to be looking. Wink Martindale is going to be looking at what the Packers did to neutralize the best receiver in the NFL. They could potentially do that. I don't know if they have the personnel to do it exactly, but they could try if they get a Dory Jackson back, Xavier McKinney's back, Julian Love, they they got the personnel to potentially do it. Yeah, and I think they should play McKinney and a Dory Jackson, but what happened to OBJ? Any any news with him? (laughs) The thing is, you know, OBJ, he can't play. So... Why you know the name is valuable to everyone, but if you can't play this season, then then we'll we'll see you in March. Right, I hear. You know, I um, I, I think everybody went and signed someone else. Either. The Bills signed Cole Beasley. The Cowboys signed T. Y. Hilton. The Giants didn't sign anybody, but Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins have elevated their play. So the three teams that were in on OBJ yeah. realized when they, when they met with him and they did a physical on him, they're like, this guy can't play this year. So what are we doing? And hopefully Jeff, uh, Justin Jefferson gets suspended for knocking a ref the <laughs> No, nah, they're just going to hit his pockets. They're just going to find him. They're not going to suspend him. This is the NFL. The NFL is bogus. They know they need him to play. He's a star in this league. I actually happen to be a big Deshaun Watson fan, but Stop. whatever. <laughs> what are you a fan of? <laughs> I think he has so much talent. He, 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 I got to separate, I guess, the talent from the guy. He is a well, very talented guy. On the field and in the bedroom. <laughs> Stop. That's terrible. I got to let you go. See? Loopy on a late night. Here we go. Salicot is coming up next. Call Sal and do that. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Deshaun Watson, you know what? The, the story that I heard about Deshaun Watson as a young person growing up and uh, work done helping buy his family a house, and that, like, inspired him to want to be an NFL player, was rooting for the kid. He was one of the best high school football players to come out of Georgia. He went to Clemson. Dabo Sweeney referred to him as the Jordan of that draft class, right? If you pass up on this kid, you're passing up on Michael Jordan. He does have Jordan-like qualities. If you remember that national championship, um, when he threw that pass to uh, Hunter Renfro, like, that was epic. Clemson beats Alabama, and we're like, whoa. The last week or so, I've been talking about how I was waiting for the rest of college football to rise up and say, yo, we're not committing to Alabama. They win too much. Let's go to other schools and knock them off. And Clemson was one, and UGA was one, and I think Florida State won one. And yeah, Deshaun Watson, I rooted for. I really did. Like, a young black quarterback coming in the league like that, man, he put the league on notice uh, his rookie year running the ball, throwing the ball, and, uh, you know, I was I was rocking with him. I thought he was a, a good quarterback, a good player, and had a good story. But then when you start hearing about the predatory stuff with this guy, I'm like, I, I hope nobody signs him. I hope nobody brings him back. And uh, <laughs> that news broke that he signed that contract, and it came out of left field, right, because we were thinking that the Falcons might be interested in him, right? Because supposedly, like, the the ties to uh, the organization coming out of Georgia and work done or whatever. 
I think they said the Saints might be in on him. And, and then out of nowhere, the Cleveland Browns are like, we don't care about Baker Mayfield. We'll pay him all of this money to be our quarterback for four weeks at the end of the season. That's bogus to me. I feel like the NFL should put their foot down, right? The NFL does all this stuff, uh, you know, after uh, Ray Rice. And, you know, even with, like, think about how many bogus stories we've already gone through. Ray Rice. They, they, they were about to suspend Ray Rice for two games. Ray Rice, I was supposed to be in the club. Ray Rice was in uh, was in Revel down in uh, HQ, HQ um, nightclub in Atlantic City. It was uh, DJ Carnage was playing that night. It was um, Valentine's Day weekend, and the video of him in that elevator. I've been in that elevator of him knocking his wife out and then like dragging her out. They were about to let that guy go right back into the NFL in week three. And then the video hit the public, and they're like, oh, wait a second. Now everybody knows how bogus we are. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 